Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. I'll be flying solo today as my co-pilot Lil Barron is out. She's actually volunteering at another great event that takes place right here in our own community, but we'll welcome her back next week. Today, I wanted to touch just briefly on the phenomenon of virtual races. Now, virtual races, uh, you're, you're probably aware of them. You've probably heard of them. These are races that take place on your own time and on the course of your own choosing. They've been around for a few years, though they are relatively new in the race world. Of course, with the quarantines and the shutdowns of 2020 due to the coronavirus, uh, they've experienced really an explosion in popularity. But even now, with some events easing back into in-person options, it seems like there might still be a place for virtual events in the runner's world. And today I want to review just a few of the perks of a virtual race. And then in full disclosure, I want to put a plug in for our own virtual events that we have taking place right now through the Huntsman World Senior Games. So the number one perk of virtual races, I already alluded to it, and that is that you can race on your own time. One of the biggest perks of virtual racing is the flexibility. In most cases, you can choose the date that you race within a given period, and you can make it fit into your schedule. You might be required in some races to run on a certain date, depending on the situation. But even still, you can choose your time and your location so you don't have to completely rearrange your life to participate. So a lot of flexibility when we're looking at virtual races. Number two is you'll experience fewer race day nerves, and that may not affect all of us, but uh, I know that uh, for, for a number of us, that might be an issue. If you don't like the pressure of a big race day situation, racing on your own can be a stress reducer. Since in-person race days can be nerve-wracking for some people, going solo might just give you the confidence boost that you need to maybe even deliver your best performance without all of that intensity that comes on a race day. Number three, virtual races help you train with a purpose. You don't actually have to be at a jam-packed in-person event in order to feel competitive and inspired to perform. And I'll tell you what, we experience the reality of competition as a motivator around here at the Huntsman World Senior Games every year. Uh, a virtual race provides a valuable option for continuing to train and measure your progress along the way. For example, if you have a bigger goal of completing a marathon someday, you could use shorter virtual races and challenges to hold you accountable and keep you on track in your training to get there. Or if you just want to track your own times and progress, you can do so with virtual races as well. So uh, lots of benefits there. Number four, you can still collect swag or fundraise for important causes. If uh, that's a benefit to you, if that's a motivator to you, the swag or the fundraising opportunities, more and more virtual races are adding these incentives. Many events allow you to collect some bling by mail or sometimes it's digitally. You can even print out a keepsake running bib for most of the races out there. And feeling like your race serves a greater purpose by incorporating fundraising can also make the experience more impactful and exciting. And then finally... They can help you find your proper pace. 
So a lot of times racing in a crowd can be an unforgettable experience for sure, but it does come with some distractions that could potentially harm your performance. Beginner runners, novice runners, including myself, often get pulled out too fast in the early phase of an in-person race due to the natural rush of adrenaline and the crowd. That's very normal. In a virtual race, there's a greater likelihood that the runner will focus on their own pace and effort which offers valuable pace discipline practice. And since there isn't any pressure to catch up to other runners or to put on a show or, or be that runner in virtual racing, you can just do you, uh, which could be better for you in the long run. And now, as I mentioned earlier, the shameless plug, the Huntsman World Senior Games offers its own virtual race series. We call it the Epo Epic Virtual Events. And right now we are running our beast series, which allows you to choose from a few different beasts who are epic in their domain, like the eagle or the shark. And when you sign up, you'll be able to print your own race bib as well as a completion certificate once you've run the race and entered your results. Everyone gets an amazing finisher medal, and these medals really are beautiful. Let me, let me just tell you, they're fantastic. Uh, you can also add an optional shirt if you would like, and the shirts are top-notch too. And you can get all the details as well as register for your virtual event at thisisyourepic.com. That's all one word, thisisyourepic.com. And now, on to the best part of the show. Today's guest is Susan Jones. Susan graduated from Dixie State University in 2018 with a bachelor degree in exercise science and started working at the Intermount <laughs> Healthcare Live Well Center this fall. She's married with four kids and the very proud owner of a dog as well. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you. So I got to make a little correction. I started um, at the Live Well Center that fall of, of 2018, just shortly after graduating. So I've been there for um, about two and a half years. Even better. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for the update. And uh, for sure, we want to make sure you get the credit where it's due. Now, you mentioned to me that you do have a dog. I do. What, what, what kind of dog do you have? And, and, and Okay. So we had to be just slightly different than everybody else in St. George because, you know, everyone has a golden doodle. And I'm not saying we don't have a golden doodle because we do, but ours is an Irish golden doodle. Oh, so it's got okay. a little bit of Irish setter. And she's just beautiful. She, I, I wish she was here. She's at the groomers right now, but um, it's probably better that she's not because she's she's kind of needy. She likes me to pet her a little bit. Uh, yeah, she she likes to get loved on all the time. So, but no. she's beautiful. She's got that nice red color and curly and just cute, cute as can be. I can tell that you are indeed a proud owner. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's fantastic. Today, Susan, we're going to talk a little bit with you about an area of your expertise, and that is strength training for women. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's dig into that. And let, and let me just say this as well. We, we've been doing this show for a while, and I've, I've read a number of reports and articles and some research on it, just how important resistance training is for all of us. But I will tell you, and this is just anecdotal experience from, you know, the women that surround me and I have some wonderful, amazing women in my life, but they're hesitant to strength train. They're hesitant to resistance train. And the main thing that I hear, everybody has their own reasons. Yeah. But the main thing that I hear is, oh, I just, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. That's just not my goal. 
Right. And it's funny because as I was writing down my points uh, um, to talk about today, that's like one of the first things that you hear out of most women's mouths is, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to bulk up. I don't want to get big. I don't want to look like too masculine or anything like that. And my answer to that is the people that do that, it doesn't happen accidentally. (laughs) They don't wake up and go, oh my gosh, I lifted too many weights and now I'm like this Hulk. That just doesn't happen. I I was totally unexpected. (laughs) Not, not expecting that at all, right? That, absolutely. Yeah. That does not happen. Like they do that on purpose. And another thing to kind of quell those fears is um, women don't have the right hormone profile to get huge. And like I said, the ones that do, do it on purpose. And there's some supplementation that's happening there. Uh, it happens on purpose. So, I mean, that's not to say that some people I know particularly with women who are trying to maybe lose a little bit of weight and they start to put on a little bit of muscle, but they haven't burned the fat yet. They might feel a little fuller, but stick with it. It's all going to change that um, body composition is going to change and you're going to be happier and you're going to be much better off for it. So it's funny that you brought that up because that was like absolutely my number one, because that's an excuse and it's, and it's really a myth that just will not die. It just won't go away. So, yeah, like I said, I, I've heard it many, many times as, as I've talked to people yeah. and, you know, say, hey, let's go work out together or, or, or whatever the scenario has been. Um, no, I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to bulk up. And, and I'm with you. I have a son who, who actually uh, is working to be a bodybuilder. He looks phenomenal. Yeah. And I will tell you from his experience, that does not happen accidentally. Yes, it it's not easy. It is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. You will not wake up one morning accidentally having turned into a bodybuilder. That, right. Very, very <laughs> it's not going to happen on accident for sure. <laughs> but that being said, um, there, there are some tremendous benefits. Absolutely. Um, to, to so many. Training. So let's talk about a few of them. Okay. So um, we kind of started to talk about the aesthetics, but that was like more on the extreme end. But some people really want to achieve a certain look. And you hear women say, I want to look toned. Right. You know, you hear that word toned all the time. And really what that is, is they've built some muscle. So their physique looks tighter. That makes sense. So the word toned is, it's kind of a trigger word for me because it's like, oh, you want to build muscle. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to get bulky. But <laughs> That's really what they're after. So, I mean, there is an aesthetic um, goal for a lot of people. And so, and lifting weights can absolutely help with that. Like that's how you're going to change your body composition. I mean, you, um, I am never going to say that cardiovascular work isn't good because it absolutely is. It's got its place. It's definitely has its own set of um, health benefits to it, but um, it's not going to change your body the way that weight, lifting weights will do if that makes sense. So that's like the one first area is aesthetics. Um, then there's health, wellness, and also um, performance in our, in our daily lives and things like that. We have a lot of different ways that weight training can help us. Um, as far as like, first of all, like after aesthetics aside, I mean, everybody wants to look good, but it sh- should go a little deeper than that. We definitely want to have some kind of um, goal or reason that's beyond just looking good. Um, otherwise that, I mean, that's kind of a fleeting, um, motivation. If you, if you'll, I don't know, I don't know how to put that, but like, that's, that's going to come and go. Sometimes you're just not going to care what you look like. So you need something, a deeper meaning, deeper reason to continue with it, to make this a part of your life for as long as you possibly can. Um, so those health benefits, I mean, there's so many of them. Um, obviously we talked about like muscle growth, um, and it doesn't have to be 
like we said, you know, people get worried about muscle growth because they don't want to bulk up, but you do want to gain some muscle, especially as we age. Um, It's kind of, I don't want to say it's a losing battle, but it does get harder and harder and harder to maintain or gain muscle as we get older. Um, So you want to put on as much as you can. Um, And I say that say that lightly because I don't want to scare anybody off. <laughs> right. But it's really important to try to, especially as we age, try to at least maintain, if not grow that because you get some, you get strength. I um, mean, you get power out of that. And I mean, some, maybe some little ladies like, oh, well, I don't want to be powerful. Well, I mean, just back up for a second and think about if you're out walking on the street and you catch your toe on a curb and you want to be able to have some power to catch yourself. Right. So, I mean, there's like a balance aspect to it too. Um, and so you it's, it's not just, um, I mean, obviously catching yourself and, and whatever, but it's, it's everything that we do in our lives, right? I mean, yes. it's like getting out of a car. It's like mm-hmm. getting back into the car. It's like bending over to pick up your keys or carrying your groceries into the house by yourself yeah. or, or, you know, all important being able to play with your grandkids or your children uh-huh. that you want to. All of that comes from strength and from muscle development, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, being able to maintain that. Um, so, and just, and so you've got to keep yourself moving too. And this is one of the best ways to be able to keep yourself moving is keeping your strength up. I remember when my, um, years ago, I was about 16 when my grandpa passed away and he had, um, bone cancer. So it spread crow throughout his body. He was to the point in his life where he was just in a lot of pain. We knew that it was, the end was close and my dad was going around and he was, um, trying to do things for him, just constantly doing things for him, doing things for him, doing things for him. And my grandpa said, just stop it. And he's like, well, I just, I want to help you out. And he's like, well, if I don't do it for myself pretty soon, I won't be able to. So just stop it. So I always took that as a lesson is like, you have to keep moving. Our bodies were made to move. We need to keep moving because as soon as you don't, you lose it. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all that kind of, and this, and specifically for women too, we want to keep moving. We want to be able to keep those muscles strong. Another um, health benefit is um, bone mineral density. We get um, that osteoporosis comes as we age. Um, as we hit like menopause, that, that um, estrogen drops and, and estrogen plays a big role in bone mineral density. So, and like um, that um, uh, bone building process, if that makes sense. Or even, so when we lose that, then it can kind of, it can go downhill. So if you keep doing those things, it was going to still send that signal to your bones to hopefully at least slow it down at the worst, um, maintain, or possibly even increase. There has been some um, evidence showing that you can still increase it, not as likely, but if we can at least maintain with what we have, that's probably a really good goal is to at least maintain or slow the process of losing that bone mineral density um, and then, of course, sorry, sorry, yeah. I don't want to interrupt you, but just I, I feel like that's worth emphasizing, especially yeah. for women, because osteoporosis and um, you know that that process of losing the minerals in your bones is something that that I mean it's it's not exclusive to women by any means. Men men suffer from osteoporosis. Yeah, absolutely, but it, is, it is something that affects women more than men. And resistance training is something that can help you. I mean, it really can help you fight that. And, yeah. Uh, and again, you know, that, that idea of, oh, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. I don't want to be powerful. Nope. Um, if you're allowing that to get in the way of allowing yourself to keep your bone health, then let's set that to the side. I think yes. we've established that that's just not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. But strengthening your bones 
mm-hmm. uh, which you're going to need throughout your the duration of your life. Of your whole life, yeah. Happen and will happen and does happen. And it's a huge reason, a huge reason for women to uh, engage in some sort of resistance training. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, you've heard of, like, exercises that have, like, that impact, like, um, maybe like jogging or walking or things like that, that resistance training has that impact as well, but it also puts a tensile um, uh, stretch on the bones, if that makes sense. So kind of, if you like, you're flexing your muscle and your bones will kind of, I mean, obviously not this much, not bend a lot, but it does pull on them a little bit, sends that signal. Oh, I need to be stronger. Kind of like it does with our muscles. We break down the muscles, builds back up. Same thing with the bones that break it down just a little bit and it builds back up to be stronger, to withstand that sort of thing. Um, and then some other, um, health benefits are like cardiovascular disease. So as we age, like I said before, especially women who reach menopause, they have that estrogen drop. Um, when those hormones drop, they, when we're before menopause, let me back up just for a second. Sorry. Before menopause, we have that, that, that estrogen acts as a, um, it's like a cardio protective, um, within our own bodies. It's cardio protective. And those we don't have the same risks as men do. You've heard that men tend to have more cardiovascular disease risk than women. Once they've hit menopause, that kind of goes away. That makes sense. So if they, women are in the habit of strength training, it helps attenuate those um, risk factors for them. So that's really important as well. It's amazing how, well, how, how connected we talk about this on our show all the time. And, and I'm sure you experience it and see it just how connected our overall wellness is one thing to the next. So anything that's good for your heart, you know, is also good for your brain, uh, things that are good for your muscle, Mm -hmm. good for your bones. And it just, it just, it, you know, the, the food that we eat, I, it just, it's so interconnected and so important that we approach wellness from a holistic standpoint instead of from a a specialistic, well, I just want to be this one thing. Yes. And, and, you know, resistance training and strength training, uh, for all of us, I, I know we're kind of focusing on women today, and rightfully so. Yeah. But for all of us, resistance training can be such a, a hugely important part of our overall approach to wellness. It doesn't yeah. have to be the only part. <laughs> we, right. need to, we need to include other things as well, but it can be a, a very, very important part of a holistic approach to overall wellness. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about like that aesthetics and people trying to achieve that certain look, but I mean, there's health benefits to keeping your body fat percentage down. Um, there's health benefits to strength training and being well, cause I mean, it helps with insulin sensitivity. It can help with, um, your ins- like decreasing your insulin concentration and it like can help with response, um, to glucose that comes into your body. If that makes sense, like it can, your body just knows how it can just deal with it a lot better. Um, uh, another thing with the wellness is um, a lot of people suffer from like low back pain. Resistance training, if you do it correctly, can help attenuate low back pain. Um, how many people are out there that are like, oh, I can't move because my back hurts, you know, and stuff like that. Regular strength training done properly and um, progressing the right way can help you not have low, have to deal with that. I mean, that's, yeah, for sure. And then people who are looking to maybe lose a few pounds, it, it helps with that um, basal metabolic rate. It can help increase that. Um, and then those people who are um, consistently doing it, if they are successful at losing weight, if you're re- regularly um, weight training, you can help um, lower your risk of weight regain afterwards. So if you're consistently, it really does help with that a lot. So, I mean, it's, 
like I said before, will help with like the body recomposition. So it's not like a huge factor in weight loss. That's more going to be your diet and stuff like that, but it will help with that, um, lowering that risk of regaining the weight after you've lost it as well. Um, Let's see. I've got like a whole list of things on here. Do you have any questions so far? Oh, oh I mean, I know, I know it, the benefits can go on and on and on. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like we've talked a little bit about you know uh, uh, removing the myth of you're going to become a bodybuilder. I mm-hmm. think I think we focused on that. We've definitely talked about some of the incredible benefits that come along from resistance training. But but let's be honest, the resistance training, weightlifting, if you will, has been kind of a, a man's thing for a long time. And a lot of the the visuals that we imagine and that we see around the world are, you know, bench pressing these gigantic weights and, you know, a, a bar across someone's shoulders yeah. that's with so many plates on the end. And, and that can be intimidating for anybody, but certainly for right. a woman to think, oh, she's talking about that. No, not necessarily. Yeah. How do we get rid of that intimidation level and say, no, this really is for everybody? Yeah. Well, then that's specifically something we do like at the Livewell Center. And I'll tell you, as of right now, we have no barbells at the Livewell Center. It's all, <laughs> we have dumbbells. We have resistance tubing, bands. We use do a lot of body weight stuff. We have like kettlebells we use. Um, there's a lot of different forms of um, exercise. And we even have, we do have some machines that are um, we use for our clients, but they, there's not anything scary or crazy. Like, you know, I mean, not that those things are crazy. I use a barbell. Right, I use sure. a barbell every day, sure. but, um, and, and not to be scared of those things either, but it's everything kind of comes, you kind of progress it. But I mean, my, our demographic is mainly older adults. So we work with them and we're, um, trying to help them gain some strength and some muscle as much as we possibly can. So they'll come in and, I mean, we'll use a lot of, like I said, a lot of dumbbells. We have some machines and things like that. Um, and it, it can, it can, and it really, it looks different for everybody, but it doesn't have to mean those things, those um, uh, stereotypical uh, yeah. things that you would think of in a commercial gym, if that makes sense. Like there's, there's so many different ways. I mean, I can't even describe how many ways there are to, <laughs> to quote unquote strength train. Like I said, even body weight, even body weight, well, you can do a lot with, you know, just yourself. So, I mean, yeah. I hoped you would mention body weight because a lot of our listeners come from outside the area and, and maybe wouldn't have access to the Live Well Center, but that doesn't mean that they can't do resistance training. You mentioned right. body weight. I, I was hoping that you would and, and wanted to ask you if, if somebody was just listening to the podcast at home and thinking, okay, you know, this makes sense. This is something I know I need to do. I want to do. How could someone at home ease into some resistance training that would be useful and and helpful. And, um, you know, just briefly, we've only got about a minute left, but how could somebody ease into that? Just ease into that. Um, just find some nice, like, well, I shouldn't say easy, but some very simple exercises. Like, um, one that's a very big staple for us is, um, like sit to stance. Like how many older people have a hard time just standing up out of a chair? And there are so many different ways that you can manipulate just that one exercise. I mean, you can do a regular sit to stand. You can do an eccentric where you're slowing it down as much as you can. You can go down and hold. You can do like a staggered stance. So it's not really a one-legged squat, but you, so you have that foot in one in front of the other. So you're um, just using basically one leg. You're kind of um, isolating one leg, but you have the balance of two. So there's, there's ways to do that. I mean, you can get on a counter. You can't do a full push-up on the ground. That's okay. Put your hands on your counter at your kitchen and just do a few push-ups that way. That's still even too hard. Go against the wall. 
you know, there's just little things like, like that. So, I mean, do some calf raises, do some hip abduction where you're lifting one leg out to the side. I mean, working those abducted abductors, those um, hips and stuff like that. So just the, um, those are some of the exercises we give to our clients that are in our balance and mobility classes. We're just like, Hey, you need to do these every single day. So there's like several that we call them the, the fab five. So yeah, stuff like that. You can just do, I mean, it takes just like five minutes. You could do it easy. Um, step in place for five minutes or, you know, whatever to get your cardio or whatever. I guess that's cardio. That's not strength training, but still you're, you, there's lots you can do. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and I'm sure that there are resources online, a, a simple Google yes. search, the body weight. Oh, for sure. And age appropriate and things like that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Susan, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing some of your expertise and, um, Man, great stuff to think about. Absolutely. We, uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yep. You're welcome. So uh, we've been mentioning for the last couple of weeks about registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games. We want to make sure everyone knows that it is open. You can check out all the schedules, the rules, the dates, as well as our COVID-19 plan to help keep us safe at SeniorGames.net. And frankly, while you're there on the website, you can check out some of the great content we have. We've got regular health and wellness blog posts. We've got access to our Living Your Best Life webinar series. Just really a huge amount of information on active aging. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday on five, at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast and you can subscribe anywhere the podcasts are found. If you're listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating or write a quick review. One of the best and easiest places to send a review is at podchaser.com slash theactivelife. And of course, you can find this as well as previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net. Our inspirational thought comes from the one and only Oprah Winfrey. And she says, only surround yourself with people who will lift you higher. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.